Springfield City Council meets tonight. One of the things they could take up is something that's really been talked about for years for Springfield. A couple of different types of plans. If you remember a thing called Xanadu, uh, there was something a few years after that. But a sports complex that could attract people from not just all over Illinois, but from across the country to bring their young student-athletes to compete in a variety of different types of sports. Well, a new proposal being put together, and one of the forces behind that and helping put all these different pieces together, I can't imagine. It's got to be like a, like a the, the most wild puzzle he's probably ever had to put together. Uh, Scott Dahl with the Springfield Convention and Visitors Bureau joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Scott, is that a, is that a correct uh, characterization of uh, you know a project of this magnitude and uh, it being like a, a wild jigsaw puzzle that uh, you have to get control of? Well, Greg, uh, Happy New Year and thanks for having me on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a big puzzle. Uh, but it's going well. We've got a lot of collaboration, uh, more collaboration than I've seen in the city in a long time. And I'm really proud the way the city's stepping up and, and all the groups are stepping up. Now, we've talked about this a bit in the past. Uh, give us, again, an overview of what um, people can hear about, possibly tonight with the Springfield City Council meeting. Well, it'll be on first reading tonight, so I, I don't believe there'll be much discussion. Uh, the real discussion will come January the 12th. That committee of the whole, and then hopefully a, a vote on January the nineteenth. But you know, if, just to recap, in um, twenty nineteen, the CBB commissioned uh, a market analysis for sports tourism in the city of Springfield. Sports facility advisory came back. We presented to the city council in June of twenty nineteen uh, with that report and the outline uh, of what sports tourism and the impact would have on Springfield is very, very positive. We then said, okay, we've, we've had some projects put out there in the past. If any developers want to move forward to phase two on their own accord, at their own cost, feel free. And we, we had that done at Legacy Point. Uh, they decided to move on to phase two. They present, presented their feasibility phase two study to the city council in June of 2020 and started moving forward um, with the proposal that we have uh, on the first reading in the city council. So this, of course, um, coming before the city council, because the city council is going to have to uh, act on uh, some provisions here. Um, it's not just like a private business coming up and, and investing in, in their own and not having to get any um, uh, city approval, except for a few you know, zoning type things here and there. But what exactly is going to be in front of uh, city aldermen uh, in the weeks ahead? Well, a lot of the red tape we're going to avoid because there's always a, a business district set up at Legacy Point. The infrastructure is already done at Legacy Point. So all those costs and a lot of that red tape can be avoided. And the city will be asked to provide some incentive simply because, you know, as phase two recognized that, you know, the city will, will uh, benefit from 65,000 room nights a year, uh, $600 million over 20 years, according to the Sports Facility Advisory Group. So, yeah, we'll be asked to provide some incentives, uh, but those incentives uh, are, are visitor-funded and site-specific. That means that the, the a resident in Springfield won't necessarily uh, contribute to this unless they shop, and we hope they do decide to shop at Legacy Point, Shields, Ingrained, um, et cetera, or the visitors come to town. So if you stay all night in a hotel room, certainly you'll be contributing. Um, that's 
some of the considerations that, that will be in front of the city council. Of course, this is uh, a sports complex uh, that'll be a large footprint there uh, around Shields, uh, and it'll bring all kinds of different types of sports. Uh, give us a, you know an idea of the different types of uh, competitions that could happen if this thing's moved forward. Yeah, this creates a brand new market in Springfield. So we're looking at 250,000 visitors, new visitors to Springfield every year. This is a brand new market. We're, we're not slicing the pie here. Um, and, you know, we're, we're looking at multi-purpose fields. So you can have soccer, you can have lacrosse, um, you're going to have baseball. There's an indoor component where we have basketball and volleyball. I think that's what's really unique. Uh, there's not going to be another facility like it in Illinois or, or even in the region. Uh, there's, there's a dome that's suggested in phase two uh, that can happen. So we're, lo- we're looking at many different sports and creating that whole new market. And remember, in new sports, families turn over. So, you know, every other year or so, we'll have new families that will be coming to Springfield, experiencing the destination, Route 66, of course, Abraham Lincoln, but also having the sports aspect of it. How quick do you think this could come together if it's approved uh, in the in the weeks ahead? According to developers, uh, the city incentives just get us to the starting line. So, you know, we, we have to have that commitment from the city so that they can move forward on the private side. The private uh, funding or the private development side, developers are saying six to eight months. So we could possibly have shovels in the dirt uh, late fall of this year, 21, and then about 18 months for construction. So we're talking fall of 22, but more likely spring of 2023, which should really give us a full year to start uh, also booking tournaments in uh, to the facilities, which, by the way, we've been working that market for 10 years. Even though we haven't had the, the exact facilities needed, uh, we've been building those relationships at the CVB for the past 10 years. We're talking with Scott Dahl. He's the director of Springfield CVB here on the WMAY Morning News Feed and a comment coming in via social media from Jeremy. He says, BMX racing also. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that, that's one of the spinoffs. So, you know, when we dive into the sports tourism market with the complex itself and we get that up and running, we will have spinoff. Uh, we'll have a, we'll be a sports city. So, I am confident in BMX, uh, and Jeremy's spot on there. I think that we can have a BMX facility uh, in another area of the city uh, shortly down the road. We need to get this complex done first, and then we'll expand out to other sports entities like BMX. Love it. I'm looking forward to seeing more details about this. Uh, Scott, uh, something else, too, that I uh, wanted to touch base with you on here briefly is got the state legislature, uh, especially the House, coming back for lame duck session uh, starting Friday. Uh, and the Senate could be coming back soon as well for lame duck. But the new legislature seated January 13th. I'm not sure how much they are going to be in town, but um Number one, uh, what kind of uh, fiscal impact do you think the House lame duck session will have on Springfield's economy? And number two, uh, do you have any concerns, um, given the uh, lost revenue we've had from the legislature not being in session all these months in the past 2020, uh, and the uh, possibility of doing remote legislating uh, and them not coming to Springfield to do things uh, as much, if they approve some kind of remote legislating? Um, so, yeah, I guess uh, first we react to them coming to town and tell us what a remote legislation could be for uh, Springfield's economy. 
Well, it's great to have the General Assembly back in town. They know how much we appreciate the legislators, uh, you know, being here in Springfield and, and really the associations that go with it and just everything goes with it. It's certainly an economic impact to the city, and, and we do appreciate it, and we do count on it. Um, there is some concern uh, moving forward with the, you know, meeting virtually. Uh, my understanding is there's a bill uh, in the House that will allow for that. I understand it. During uh, emergency declaration, you know, they, they may need to meet virtually. We found that out in 2020. However, we would like to see them here permanently. Well, you know, um, yeah, you're fine. And I would imagine that, um, you know, it, we've seen you know millions of dollars lost just from uh, them not being in, in session uh, any more than, what, three days in, in, in May? Yeah, yeah, we, we missed the veto session. Again, understandably, we, we understand what's going on. We're still in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but we would really, really uh, like to see them here in uh, Springfield this spring. Um you know, I would hate to see us lose March, April, and May. Uh, we we do count on those months, the legislators being here. Uh, we understand it'll look different, uh, but you know, whatever we need to do to get them uh, in Springfield, certainly we would we would appreciate as a city and 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 help our start our recovery in 21. Um, we know that our conventions aren't going to look the same either this spring. Uh, we're holding out for our fall conventions. We're also holding out that we, leisure travel uh, will rebound this summer. There'll be that pent-up demand, uh, and then we'll see the leisure travel as we get more of the nation vaccinated. But that may not be enough, and we do need the legislators in town. Scott Dahm, director of the Springfield CVB Convention and Visitors Bureau, thank you so much for taking time with us, and we'll definitely uh, connect again in the future about the uh, sports complex, but also just about ensuring that we highlight the great things Springfield has to offer to attract uh, visitors uh, and conventions uh, to the uh, capital city. Um, We'll talk again soon. All right, Scott? Absolutely. Thanks, Greg.